main crew still on vacation? We've got Barry Markson and Susan Monday in for Gators and Chad. Thank you, Becky Lynn, and good to be back with you. Thanks for joining us, everybody. Hope you're having a great Christmas season and uh, enjoyed the holiday this weekend. I'm Barry Markson. That's Susan Monday, and thanks for joining us. Uh, I will say uh, the, the, the vaccine thing, I, I, I don't want to get into the whole thing about COVID, but I, I think it's important for people to know Arizona uh, was just named the number one. We are now number one in the country uh, for COVID-related deaths. That that's a, that is not a good statistic for us. Uh, that ranks up there with where we are with uh, you know funding for our, our, our teacher salaries. But uh, I will tell you, it, it's something we've always been in near the top three, top four, and um, apparently now we've we've passed them. And just so people know, th- this COVID thing has not completely gone away. I'm not here telling you to wear masks. I'm not you know I'm back. Everybody's back to living. But um, do whatever you f- want to do. But for folks who who are more at risk, uh, the folks who are a little bit older, folks who are overweight, if you have comorbidities, uh, be careful because uh, the hospitals are filling up with folks uh, who have the flu and who have COVID and RSV, uh, and people are still dying from this. In Arizona, apparently it's it's increasing and, and giving us the, the number one spot now. So be careful. But I will say um, COVID has created a lot of vaccine hesitancy. We're seeing it with parents who don't want to have their kids vaccinated for measles and mumps and things that we've been doing for decades. Mm-hmm. Uh, just going back to when I was a baby. And uh, it's it's now, you know, Susan, this is tough. It's, it's creating a situation where measles and mumps, things that were gone uh, in the United States, they're back now. They're coming back. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's really a it's a, it's a shame, frankly, uh, not something I like to see, but uh, I'm not sure it's uh, ever going to go away again. Uh, but but I want to go ahead. I'm sorry. So it's not just the, the anti-vaxxers, right, yeah. of years past. It's it's other people that have come out of this covid situation sort of mistrusting the whole idea of a vaccination. Does it really work? And do I want to expose my child to it? Yeah. And, and it's you know, we had that thing several years ago before covid uh, where the the. <laughs> it was a completely wrong uh, study that was done by a... a we've now that created autism, a, a, caused autism. Yeah. Right, right, right. A doctor in Great Britain did this, this study that was completely faked. I mean, they figured it out. All He didn't have the data. It was all crazy. And unfortunately, it caused for a lot of parents, they said, we're not going to vaccinate our kids then. Now, post-COVID, we have parents who would always vaccinate their kids who are now saying no to anything called mm-hmm. a vaccine. I mean, mm-hmm. that's just... It's just such craziness to me to put your kids at risk. And now we have an example here in, in Ohio... Uh, of a a lot of people seeing uh, kids getting getting the measles, including a whole bunch of them who were hospitalized under five, under five years old, um, and and they're not. Uh, I mean, I just have to tell you, it's it's a it's I can't find the clip, but it's, oh. it's a, <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, well, I'll tell you, most of the eighty two children yeah. infected so far are old enough to get the shot because you can't just you know give the shot to a one year old, right? You have to be of a certain age. But their parents chose not to do to do so, and so eighty two children in Ho- in Ohio have the measles. Yeah. And that's something that we didn't, it was gone. Measles was gone. Yeah. And, and now and now it's back. But there's a flip side to this, uh, Susan, and you were telling me this, that there are a lot of folks after COVID, the psychological impact of this is folks who are wearing their masks right. still, which is fine if you want to wear your mask. Um, I've noticed it now a bunch of times. It, it's just driving. There are people in their cars by themselves wearing a mask. <laughs> yeah. I noticed that on the road. So th- this this all in the aftermath of COVID, you've got people who were not opposed to getting their kids vaccinated, now opposed to vaccination because of COVID. Right. And, and you have people now, we, you don't have to wear a mask, but people have willingly, because I, I'll tell you what, I was one of the, I was very resistant to wearing a mask. Really? Very resistant. Didn't like it. Didn't didn't like wearing it on a plane. Uh, I just didn't like wearing it. And, and so 
no, I would, nobody likes wearing it. It's awful. I wouldn't get into <laughs> fights with people, but if I, I would not wear it, and then if they, you know, f- you know, asked me to wear it, I guess that I would. But I was not a willing participant in the mask wearing. I, All right. I, I was not. But now. But now we're seeing people willingly, without anybody telling them, wearing masks. I'm right. really surprised by it. Yeah. No, it, it still shocks me when I see people walking outside. And they're wearing masks. Unbelievable. And, and when I, I'm literally, I've seen a couple times in the last two weeks, people in their cars by themselves driving on the freeway wearing a mask. And I'm, I'm just, I want to look over to see you why. You never saw that before during COVID? What, during COVID I did, yeah. but not now. I but e- that was the weirdest thing But ever. even, but even, why would you need to wear a mask by yourself? I, I don't got it. There's no, there's no well, one else in the car with you. Maybe it's just become like, they're so used to it. I guess. I'm with you. I don't like wearing the mask either. Never been a big fan. Um, I did it. I, if that was, you know, it did help. It, the mask. I know people are going to say it didn't help, but the, the mask, there's, the studies show the mask did actually help. The, with well, it, but, because during the whole time but, of COVID, we didn't have yeah. RSV, we didn't have right. the regular flu, and now we do, because yeah. we're not wearing masks. Right. Except for the people that are. <laughs> so, But I'll tell you, uh, if you've been in California lately, mm. uh, there are areas in California where the mask wearing is, is still significant. You don't see it here in Arizona. We were we were in... Uh, I've seen it enough. We, we were in California, and I was in an airport flying back. I think we were in Burbank. It was a small airport. And the flight before ours was a flight from Burbank to San Francisco. And I, we watched people line up. It was Southwest back when, you know, Southwest uh, flew their flights and didn't cancel them. And um, two-thirds of the people in line were wearing masks. And I and I looked at my wife. And I'm like, look at this. This is incredible. Everybody's wearing a mask. And then we got in line for our flight to Phoenix. Nobody was wearing a mask. It, it was a completely different animal. Very, very interesting to see how that plays out. So there are still places in, in California, and I'm sure in other parts of the country, where the mask wearing is still expected and, and normal. And But here in Arizona, we don't, you just don't well, see it very often. Anymore. I have to say, I've been seeing a lot more people wearing masks. And maybe it is because of RSV, and yeah. it's the winter time, and that's when the bugs float around. And it's just odd that you have these people that are hesitant to get vaccines, and on the flip side... You have people that are more than willing to wear masks, and nobody's even telling them to do so. Yeah, no, that's true. But the other part of this, and again, I don't, if somebody wants to wear a mask, that's fine. I I don't begrudge anybody, but uh, it it isn't actually a bad idea right now in Arizona where we have, we are getting, we're seeing increases, big increases in COVID and in the flu and in RSV. So uh, maybe I'm the crazy person for not wearing a mask, but I'm I'm not wearing a mask. So think about this, all the scenes you're seeing on TV at the airports, the masses of people. Yeah. We're not seeing a lot of people wear masks at the airport. No, no, that's true. Their luggage is all masked up and not (laughs) Uh, but not them. Yeah, it's it's uh, it's definitely been a little bit crazy. All right. On the other side, we're going to get an update from Becky Lynn. She's standing by in the KTR News Center and then breaking news today. And it it really does affect Arizona. And it came out of Arizona. Uh, Title 42. You know about that. It was keeping a lot of folks from crossing into the United States during covid. It was set to expire uh, the Wednesday before Christmas last week. Uh, And then there was a one week extension. So Arizona filed a, 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 a a brief with the court asking the Supreme Court of the United States to to stay that. They wanted a temporary restraining order. Judge uh, Chief Justice Roberts signed that and gave a temporary restraining order, asked for some very quick briefing, which he received. Today, the Supreme Court ruled on that. We'll tell you what happened. We had actually the Attorney General Mark Brnovich with us. We'll tell you what the Supreme Court said and what uh, Attorney General Brnovich says that, mean, that means. That's coming up next. That's Susan Monday. I'm Barry Marks, and we're in for Gatos and Chad. It's KTAR. Arizona's news station, KTAR News, 92.3 FM. The Gatos and Chad Show, 2 till 6. 
right, welcome back, everybody. It's the Gatos and Chad Show. I'm Barry Markson, Susan Monday. We're both here uh, filling in for the boys, and thanks for joining us. And, uh, Susan, big news uh, broke today right here on the program. Uh, the Supreme Court, the U.S. Supreme Court, they weighed in on Title 42. And a quick history, remember, it was last week, uh, I believe, that Arizona led a coalition of 19 states, Attorney General Mark Burnovich did this, uh, and asked the Supreme Court to step in because Title 42 was set to expire. The Biden administration had said, we're going to let it go. It went to a, a lower court, a federal district court, and that judge said, yeah, it should be done. Um, and it was set to expire. And the state stepped in because they said, uh, and the, the Supreme Court acknowledged this, the state said uh, it's not a health issue. That's what Title 42 was actually there for. It's an old regulation that was in place from a, from a public health perspective. Right. Um, but the state said, no, it's also an immigration control issue. And we're being flooded. The states are being flooded with immigrants coming across the border. Uh, Title 42 is, is supposedly has kept 2.5 million people from entering the United States. Mm-hmm. There were them, and I have to point out, these are folks who are coming here. Uh, they're trying to come here legally. They're not breaking in. They're not sneaking in. They're coming to our border, to the port of entry. They're applying for asylum. And because our immigration court system is so backlogged, we, in the past, would let them in. And they'd stay in the United States while they wait for their case to be heard. To the tune of millions of people. And what Title 42 said is, no, we're not going to let you in right now because of COVID. We're, not, we're just not going to do it. You're not going to come in. The expiration of that would allow a lot of these folks and new applicants to come in. The states didn't want that. So what, what Mark Burnovich in Arizona did in 18 other states is they asked the Supreme Court to step in. Uh, Chief Justice John Roberts last week issued a temporary stay and said, let's get some briefing. That, that occurred. And today, uh, the Supreme Court said... We're going to issue this stay, uh, and then we're going to hear from the states and, and the Biden administration on whether or not the states are legally, whether they have the right, the ability to stop this. That's what this is about. Mm-hmm. So the stay, I read the stay. It's, it's very small. It's a, very, it's a two-page order from the court, um, and it says specifically that the court is not telling the Biden administration what they can or can't do as to Title 42. They're saying we're going to we're going to hear this. They get an expedited briefing schedule, so they're going to get briefs from the parties here in the next month, and then in February this case will be heard in oral argument before the Supreme Court. Um, whether the Biden administration goes forward with it or says okay, let's hold off until the Supreme Court is heard, my guess is they'll wait, but I don't know for sure. But that's where we are right now. Um, it's it's an interesting issue, but it looks like Arizona and these other states may have succeeded in keeping Title Forty Two on the books at least for now. Yeah. It's looking like a, a partial victory if, or temporary victory. If that's know. something you think is a good thing, then you're probably pretty happy right now. It's it's a it's a little startling. But Mark Burnovich joined us uh, here on KTR on the big program just a few minutes ago. Well, I'll get an hour ago with Susan and I, uh, and he uh, he had this to say. Basically, the U.S. Supreme Court said that Title Forty Two will remain in place, and the state states like Arizona can intervene to defend their interests to make sure that we get a, a fair shake, a fair argument in the federal courts. So that's what this is right now. So the states and the Biden administration, they'll file briefs with the Supreme Court, I'm guessing within the next 30 days or less. And then the court has said they're going to add this case to their February calendar. So they're going to hear oral argument um, in February. You know, something kind of interesting about that is Mark Burnovich won't be in office anymore. Right. <laughs> he's, right. He's, uh, he's term limited out. And, and uh, Chris Mays is going to be the new uh, attorney general in Arizona. She's a Democrat. I don't know that she's going to like that. I doubt very much that she would have participated in, in this, this. In this. Yeah. Yeah. And so whether or not she withdraws Arizona. Arizona from it, I don't know, oh boy. but it'll continue either way uh, because there's there's 18 other states. Did, were you implying earlier 
that the Biden administration could do something about this prior to the Supreme Court listening to what the what the 19 states have to say? Yeah, because what the order says, I mean, I, I read the order and the order is actually very clear. It, it says flat out um, uh, is that they're not making a decision. They're not issuing a stay to stop uh, the with the uh, the the withdrawal of the um, Title 42. They're not. They're not doing that at all. Uh, it's they're they're determining on certiorari, which is their determination that they want to review this. It's limited to the questions of intervention, whether the states could intervene in the federal government making this decision. That's the whole issue okay. that they're doing. So what the court said is um, the stay itself. This is a quoting from the order. The stay itself does not prevent the federal government from taking any action with respect to the Title 42 policy. So they could they could let it expire. They could let it expire and just do exactly what was going to happen last week if that's what the Biden administration wants to do. This stay does not stop them from doing that. Now, I would doubt that they would do that. I I don't know that they will because the Supreme Court is going to hear it, because if if they were, if the Supreme Court hears from the states and determines that the states do have a right of intervention of stepping in here when the federal government is doing this, then it would have you go back and forth and back and forth. It's not good U.S. policy. Um, That said. The Biden administration may not appreciate a bunch of Republican attorney generals getting in their way of applying federal policy. So I I don't know. What's your hunch about Chris Mays? Would she pull out of it? I I don't know. I don't know what she's going to do. Again, she absolutely would. I don't think would have participated in it. The 19 states that are part of this are all Republican states with Republican attorney generals. Uh, To say that a a Democratic attorney general in even here in Arizona would participate. I don't know. Uh, My guess is she'll come in. She'll have her team look at the briefing and determine if they agree with it. I will tell you that a lot of legal experts and scholars and people who have looked at this, uh, everybody pretty much agrees. Title 42 is a public health regulation. It's not an immigration regulation. It's a public health regulation. If, in fact, it was put in place because of COVID, and they're not put it, but applied in this aspect because of COVID, and the COVID emergency is over, as many people are saying. But not in Arizona, as you have pointed out. I agree. You could make that argument. But But if the federal government has said COVID is no longer a public health emergency, then I mean, theoretically, Title 42 really shouldn't apply. And the attorney generals, including Arizona, in their briefing, they did not address it as a public health regulation. They addressed it purely as an immigration regulation, which is not how it's set up. So uh, it is not far-fetched to think that the court could look at this and say Arizona and the states don't have the right to intervention on an immigration basis on a national public health Regulation. So both of us were surprised that uh, Neil Gorsuch was one of the dissenters, and here's what he had to say. He does not discount the state's concerns about border security, but he noted that Title 42 was put in place to combat COVID, just like what you said. Yep. And the current border crisis is not a COVID crisis. Courts should not be in the business of perpetuating administrative edicts designed for one emergency only because elected officials have failed to address a different emergency. I have to tell you, I agree with that 100%. Mm-hmm. From, a, from a legal perspective. Not a policy perspective. From a legal perspective, I think Justice Gorsuch is right on. Um, But we'll see. We'll see what the whole court does here. So somewhat unusual uh, that this would happen. This is kind of a little bit what they call the shadow docket, that things getting done at the Supreme Court in a different way. Um, But they're going to decide this case, at least whether or not intervention is allowed in February. Um, 
But as the court also said in this order, the issue, the issues that are at, at, at play here, the real issues that were decided by the lower court, they're going to have to go through the substantive issues, the normal appellate process before it would actually get to the Supreme Court, which is probably at least a couple of years away if it if it's accepted. Um, so, it, it, legally, very interesting. I don't want to get too far in the weeds here, but the the practical effect today is that a stay was issued in the Title Forty Two case. Uh, the state does not require the federal government or the Biden administration. Uh, to keep Title 42 in place, but the practical aspect of that may be that it remains in place at least until the court makes a decision on the so intervention. So that sounds like late February, early March. Well, and that's when they're going to hear it in February. How long it takes them to make the decision, uh, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, it's, but again, it's not, a, it's not a formal long case, so maybe they do it quicker than normal. Okay. I, I don't know. That's, up, that's obviously up to the court. They get to decide that. Uh, on the other side, we're going to uh, get an update. Becky Lynn's here in the KTR News Center. Um, and then uh, we'll go out a little positive way here. Yeah. Sort of, less, sort of positive, less. yeah. So not, there's, not so positive for Arizona, though. <laughs> well, there's a list of the most, ha- the happiest cities in America. The happiest cities in America. Uh, we're going to tell you if there's any from Arizona on that list, but what state do you think has the most happiest cities? We'll have that for you next. That's Susan Monday. I'm Barry Marks at Infragatos and Chad. It's KTAR. Arizona's news station, KTAR News, 92.3 FM. Drive home with the Gatos and Chad Show. All right, welcome back, everybody. Susan Monday, Barry Markson, taking up till 6 o'clock today. Becky Lynn then coming in with a 6 o'clock, uh, the Arizona Evening News, excuse yeah. me. We'll have that for you coming up. But, uh, Susan, I got to tell you, I was looking at this. I know you saw this study, um, and it lists the happiest cities in America. Yeah, and I'm thinking, um, you know, there might be some from Arizona on the study. but We're, we're happy. We're happy here. Are you? Really? I'm happy. Yeah, not one city in Arizona is is uh, on the list. And in the, the top ten, yeah. yeah. Well, even in the top twenty-five, I'm looking at now twenty-five. Uh, I tried to it, I found expand it. it. You want to know where the first one is? It's right after twenty-five. Oh, it is. Yeah. it's twenty-six. It's twenty-eight. What is it? The twenty-eight is Gilbert, Arizona. Oh, okay. Uh, which is which is how you know the how you know this thing is ridiculous. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, Gilbert, <laughs> Arizona, and then Peoria, Arizona is twenty-nine. And they're, okay, they're the only Arizona cities in the top. Peoria, never top been. 50. I have been to Gilbert. Yeah, uh, yeah. So they're the, they're in the top fifty, but the top ten is interesting because one, yeah, one because because most of them are in California, and I'm scratching my head on that because I'm thinking, wow, um, California. Very expensive to live there. Um, They have all kinds of weather issues, right? Earthquakes. And I'm just surprised that six of the top ten are in the state of California. Are you surprised by that? Uh, I I am a little bit. But, you know, you have to remember with California, oftentimes good weather, which I think makes people happy. um, Good sunny weather. And they, you know, you always have to look at with these studies. What are they looking at? What what does happiness mean? uh, Right? How do you determine the happiest? So they looked at personal finance, well-being, quality of life. They have all sorts of things under each one of those headings. Um, But uh, Sunnyvale, California. California, number one on the list, Sunnyvale, have California. Have you, have you been to uh, any of these places? I, I don't think I've been there. Uh, Fremont, uh, California was number four. And then Roseville, never been there. San Jose, I've been to. I've been to San Jose briefly. Uh, Santa Clarita, very nice. And then Irvine, California. So a lot of these, this is not, you know, these are not beach towns. This is not, you know, you're hanging out at the beach. These are where people live. And, um, you know, I think a lot of us look at California and just say high taxes, high cost That's of what living. I see. Uh, yeah, but I guess if you have enough money and you're, I guess you can make it, you can be happy about it. I don't know. It's pretty 
interesting. Also, rounding out the top 10, you've got a couple cities in Texas, which, yeah. I, you know, these are two states, California and Texas, I have no desire to move to. <laughs> Frisco, I don't know where Frisco, Texas is. I do know where Plano is. Yeah, um, yeah I've never said to myself, I really want to move to Texas. It, it is interesting. And you get into the next 10, Huntington Beach is then there at number 11, San Francisco at, at 14. Uh, and, and then you get to somewhere you start to go, okay, I get that. You get uh, uh, Honolulu at 18, Austin, Texas uh, at 20. It, it's uh, there, There's some nice places. There. I, I will say this. A couple of the cities, now this is there's only one in the in the top 10, is in the state of Virginia. And yeah. there are a couple of others. Uh, Virginia Beach is another and Alexandria, Virginia. Virginia right. is a beautiful state. As a person who's driven cross-country several times, the most beautiful state is Arizona. I mean, Arizona is beautiful when you're yeah. dri- when you're driving east. The next beautiful state you're driving all that way is the state of Virginia. All the other states in between are not that beautiful. I have to say, it is uh, it is interesting. This is definitely a very heavily California weighted list. It is. I mean, it going, is. I'm going through the whole top fifty now, and it is. It, I mean, Chula Vista is in here in California. So it's near San Diego. Uh, it's it's not nice there. I, I, it's not I, nice I there. I mean, I wouldn't put it on the on the hat. I mean, maybe people are just happy there. I don't well, know. But ta- it's, I mean, it is, certainly isn't a vacation spot. But I, I don't know. Well, let's talk about Arizona. <laughs> so I just moved here in yeah. August, and you've been living here for almost your whole life. Yeah, right? you, you're in. You're living in God's country right now. You're you're in the perfect spot. Yeah. Uh, I am until probably June, right? That doesn't make me happy. The weather doesn't make me happy. Well, you see, that's the, that's what Arizona, but I got to tell you, the weather is the only thing that keeps us from being California, from having that many people and that kind of traffic and all those other things. It's a, that's the only thing that the heat so, is the only thing that keeps us normal. So that's why California is better than why people are happy. Uh, well, I, the weather's better. That's for the weather's sure. better. They don't have the extreme weather in most of these places, right? Right. I mean, right. Like San Diego is just beautiful. Well, right? Texas just, though has bad weather. Yeah, I don't get the Texas thing. Yeah. Plano, Texas. I don't get that. Frisco. I, I'm not. I don't get it. But they, again, they're looking at different things. What people, about? I mean, Scottsdale. Isn't that the place where a lot of people want to move to? It's God's country. It's phenomenal. Anyway, uh, I was just really surprised because I I I just don't desire to move to California. Would you, if you had the chance? I look here's if um, uh, there's a lot of places where I visit where I say I want to live there, but you don't know. When you're on vacation, everything seems fantastic, right? I mean, absolutely. So if if you go, I go for a few days in the summer, and you're just by the beach, and it's beautiful weather, and and you go, boy, wouldn't it be great to live here? But the people that live there, they're not going to the beach every day. They're working. They're stuck in traffic all the time. Mm -hmm. It's it's uh, Everything's relative. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, San Diego's, that's where most Arizonans go in the summer. I don't know if you know that yet, being new here, but... No, I didn't uh, know that. Oh, yeah. San Diego's kind of the, uh, like the Hamptons of New York. It's where, (laughs) it's where you go, you go there. Oh, my goodness. You go there in the summer, I always joke around. I see more people from Arizona in San Diego than I do in Arizona because the weather's wow. great. And I'm walking around outside and you see people all the time. It's mm-hmm. uh, it's incredible, uh, but it's definitely a little bit a uh, little bit different. All right, Susan, well, we're going to be back tomorrow. We are. We'll be back tomorrow. We're going to have a lot of fun. Uh, that's Susan Monday. It was great, and uh, thanks to Chevy, he produced the big program. Byron's back there running the running the board for us, uh, and Becky Lynn. Thanks uh, for her and everybody in the KTR News Center. Stay tuned to KTR. Becky Lynn's coming up with KTR's evening news. That's coming up right now, 6 till 7. I hope you're enjoying your post-Christmas week. This is the fun week. Try mm-hmm. to relax. Try to enjoy yourself. Have a little glass of wine on a Tuesday oh, tonight. Oh, I'm looking forward to tomorrow's show, speaking <laughs> of. <laughs> a little wine is going to be in the show tomorrow. For Susan Monday, I'm Barry Marks and in for Gatos and Chad. Have a great night, everybody.